welcome back to Pulpit and Pew. This is Patrick Reed. And this is Eric Flower. Uh, yeah, we're just jumping right into it uh, today with our podcast. And I wanted to, um, you know, to, to reiterate uh, some of the things. When I, you know, just talk about and drill down on on the purpose of, of this podcast for me. Uh, and then Eric and I uh, can talk about it. Uh, you know, one of the big purposes for doing this podcast is to share with others, as I discover for myself, the way that I think Christ would have me and have us be at work. Uh, and I'm asking the questions, first of all, what would Jesus have me do for work? And we've kind of been talking a lot about that recently. And um, second question is, how would Jesus have me work? Um, and, and that's what I'm interested in. And, you know, Eric um, has been flexible enough and, and maybe curious enough and frankly, I just think he cares enough uh, to engage uh, with me on these questions. And I appreciate, Eric, appreciate you, you know, doing that, being on the journey with me. Um, I think that for pastors, uh, there's something of a roadmap for how uh, to be and to act in, in workplace, um, i.e. church-centric ministry. And there's lots of pastors and teachers have written books and discussed topics. And there is, you know, Jesus himself, obviously, to take uh, examples from and you know, whether you think of him as a mountain man or, a, you know, a kindly guardian or whatever, uh, you, you have this this person to um, take from uh, to know how to pastor and teach in some ways. And, you know, in most war- work cultures, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've just thought about is that there isn't really a clear mentor figure for how do I do this? Um, if you're lucky enough and, you know, in the work that I do, you know, there's a lot of people who have written books. In the business world, there's a lot of people who have written books. And you can kind of get some mentoring maybe here and there from those folks. But a lot of times I'm always left with the question, is this person writing writing from a Christian perspective or not? And how much do I take from those people or not? And Eric, you had um, some insight um, just in, in kind of along the lines of this conversation about you know, and also we've been talking about uh, this, this, the question of, you know, business in the business world, there are different roles and there's going to be different challenges as a Christian. Um, you know, we were just talking about that. Yeah. And I, I think the quote that you're going to read from the book here sets us up for maybe pressing into some of the parts of this conversation that we really want to wrestle with and that's that idea of as a christian there's kind of two different worlds if you're a christian business owner and we've had some great conversations that will be unfolding with people in that realm you have the ability as a christian maybe to shape the culture to bring your faith uh, to the table in that business world maybe in a way that represents that you have more power um, and you have more control. So you, you're kind of more at the steering wheel of those kind of things as a Christian. You're really, my values are shaping this organization or this business or how I interact with my employees or, or the practices that we put in place. Those things are, are within your control and your faith can inform or shape those maybe mm-hmm. uh, easier. But when you're a Christian in the workplace of some other employee or, or business, 
you're asking different questions. You're wrestling with maybe different struggles of how does my how can my faith uh, make a difference where I don't have the power, right. where I am constantly navigating what I can and can't say or do. How how do I deal with the tensions of where my values as a Christian might come in conflict with um, my coworkers or or the practices of my business or or the ethics of things or the morality of things, those are all at play. You don't have the power card. You're not, your hands aren't on the wheel <laughs> and you're constantly making those difficult, you're wrestling with those difficult questions ex, ex, of, of that. I think another part of this conversation, which the quote that you're going to read talks about too, is depending on where we have come from in our Christian upbringing, what churches, what kind of um, maybe mindset or values are there, there can be a very church-centric kind of culture where the expectation on the Christian is the church is where they live out their Christian faith predominantly. That's where you you spend most of your energy. And so you're in conflict with these very difficult worlds that you're in of family and work and church, all these communities demanding all your time. And so we're wrestling with those tensions as well as the Christian. You don't have... You have power there to make those decisions, but you still have the tensions that you're playing out. And I think maybe that quote, you can read that and we can jump off of that. Yeah, this is taken from just a book I happen to be in right now that I've been reading through. And it's called The Church in the Workplace by C. Peter Wagner. Um, The uh, the subtitle is How God's People Can Transform Society. But I just, um, I like the title, so I I picked it up. And um, he says in here, uh, towards the end of the book, he says, um, quotes this uh, this guy David High he says David High for example learned the nuclear church rule book in the standard way by attending a Bible school serving on a church staff doing mission work teaching in Bible school and leading home Bible studies he planted a church and pastored it for years then suddenly God called him to the marketplace where he started operating under the extended church rule book he talks a lot about the two different rule books um, and he writes. Talk about culture shock. This is a quote from David Hyde. Talk about culture shock. Suddenly, all the cliches and statements of faith I had laid on the men of my church were tested in the arena of reality. He goes on to say, While a pastor, I had little appreciation for the difficulties men had in running businesses, leading their families, while at the same time trying to support all the ministries and programs of the church. When I pastored, I wondered why men didn't come Tuesday night for choir practice, Wednesday nights for Bible study, Thursday nights for evangelism, and Saturday mornings for prayer. Now that I was one of those businessmen, I never seemed to be able to work it into my schedule either. And I think that that's a, there's a balance there. I mean, like you're talking about, Eric, I, I mean, like, like you were saying, it's hard to manage that, um, that, that balance when there's so many different cultures you're trying to sort of gravitate um, in. Yeah, and I, and this is the part of the conversation that gets a little sticky. Obviously, as a pastor, I have, I have a certain perspective there of what I think is meaningful and valuable and how I would hope Christians are ordering and shaping their lives and their values as individuals and families. Obviously, I want people to be a part of the church and be be present and yet 
we also have this very real change that's happening in our culture that I think is also shaping us where, where the realities of work, the demands that are required, Mm -hmm. the hours, the way schools have shifted their programming out to move out from the church culture and the way church used to maybe shape some of their programming there no longer are there days that schools go well uh, you know these these are religious days or whatever now now families have to deal with the realities that events are planned sunday morning yeah when there's no day where where there is an expectation that people might not be able to do that because they go to a religious meeting and so that has another tension that's put on families how do we raise families in a culture that is, there is no recognition that we have this other community. Uh, so there's those, all those tensions are at play. Then there's the aspect of just money. Like right. how, how do we deal with as Christians, whether you own a business or you're a worker, a worker in a business, mm-hmm. how much, how many hours, what's, what, where, where do your values uh, play into your decisions of how you'll spend your life. What is what does that do to your own soul? What does that do to the relationships that you may have in your home? What does that teach your kids? What does that communicate to your brothers and sisters in Christ and the church community? Yeah. These are all tensions that I think the worker um, is really wrestling with today. Yeah. And I know as a pastor where I see that the norm now for church attendance not that that is the sole determination of whether or not someone's walking out <laughs> yeah. their faith in Jesus. But if we were just to look at where that is as a priority or a value now, yeah. it's changed. Yeah. And so, you know, two times a month is probably the norm for, for most people. Um, and it's not unusual to not see people for maybe a month or maybe even more than a month and there not be... Or there is a, um, it's not considered to be abnormal. It's yeah. just, I'm a part of this church when I can be a part of the church right. is yeah. generally the kind of um, conversation that I bump up against when I am trying to figure out where people are at or, or their place. Yeah. Um, and this tension that the, he had in, in that paragraph of, there used to be a nucleus kind of view of church or a gathered view of church where it had your sense of community and everything you did was kind of there. Yeah. Programs, men's events, women's events, potlucks. And the camps. church was going to, the church was going to fill all those, all those places. Yep. yep. You, if you had a need as a family in some kind of recreational or, or interpersonal or there were gym nights and the church was kind of that place where you scheduled all those. Um, we are, we are not at that place anymore. Yeah. It's all been diversified out of the church generally, but we still have these weird tensions. I feel as a pastor that people want yeah. the options, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want, but, but so they'd love to go somewhere where those options are available if they want them. Yeah. Like, a um, uh, like a, a 24 hour fitness. I just pay my, um, I pay my dues every month. And so I get a go when I, when I want to go. Yeah. And yeah. the, the, but the challenge is we don't live in a world that can staff that reality exactly. anymore because no. that reality is based on 
presence of volunteers or money. Right. And so, again, these are unique tensions today. So when you asked me the question or you said that you don't feel as a person in the pew or as a member that I put a lot of pressure on yeah. people in this method. It's not It's not because I don't think it's a serious issue. It's that I know we live in different times. I also know that the gospel is not a message of just go to church and listen to sermons and sing songs. That's not the full vision of what it means to be a follower of Jesus in, within a gospel-centered life. It's a part of it. Yeah. But, but I think we have been in a time as a culture where we've really re- moved to emphasize that the church scattered or the church uh, extended, extended, as he puts yeah. it, yeah. is really critical in this day because yeah. not a lot of people are going to just come to church anymore and listen if they're not Christians. So Christians' primary way of living out the, you know, the values is out there. Right. The question that I have, and, and I hope we explore more in these podcasts, is, is that working? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, maybe um, the struggles you have as a Christian of how do I walk out my faith are also tied to the fact that we don't see a lot of people coming into church because these worlds seem to be contrary, or those values are contrary. Yeah. I want to live out my faith in a place where I can't, particular. Right. So it seems to cancel out that general idea of, I'll put all my emphasis on making sure people are cool with being wherever they're at, as long as they're living their Christian lives. I wonder as a pastor sometimes, though, is that really happening? Yeah. Now, and I think that's a fair question. And I um, I mean, I I think that that, so that is, there's, I think kind of what you're getting at is this duality of um, we want so I'm I've been talking about the emphasis of how do I get equipped to do uh, Christ likeness in uh, the 40 to 60 hours that I am away from you know my family and my my church family so my my nuclear family my church family how do I get equipped that's my question and um, I think it's fair to ask the question, is that really the way to think about it? Um, I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking, but if, if maybe the question is, is maybe if you're thinking that way, you're missing the value of being in community uh, with other people in the church. And maybe there's something, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if that's exactly I, what you're asking. I don't, but. because I would hope that anybody that comes to church and or a service, yeah. that they're receiving something that they're going to, like you're saying, try to wrestle with. How does this play out at work? Right. If there's a disconnect that we're spending too much time in church with stuff that really isn't translating into practical ways for you to live your faith out at the hospital, right. then we have a serious problem there. So I think the original discussion we're having is like man there seems to be sometimes a disconnect between what's coming from the pulpit and being received in the pew and translated into how how do i live this out in my workplace i think those are consistent discussions we need to press in on like does this matter at work right um mike mike part of that conversation leading up to this moment was, I think we live in difficult times that are working against all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have enough time for this place. I don't know if the quality of what I'm receiving at church is all always translating. I don't know if I'm able to live out my faith 
in the workplace. Maybe I don't even know what that looks like. We don't have enough conversations right. from Christians who are doing it in the workplace. We have a lot of conversations from pastors who are living it out in the church. Right. But how do you do it outside the church? Right, right. Yeah. And that's the purpose of the podcast, right? Yeah. That's a, that's what we're getting at here yep. is, is how do you do that? But yeah, so it, interestingly, uh, one of the points that you made, so I, I was... I was bringing up this discussion with uh, a friend of mine uh, earlier this morning, actually, and, uh, you know, talking about, you know, how do you, I actually, I read him that quote, and his reaction to that, and this this is a guy who does ministry, um, he's he's in a parachurch uh, organization, and and he's been, he's done that his entire adult life, um, and so, and he's done some, you know, he's done some other work on the side here and there, but his reaction was, well, you know, the way that you, you know, the way that, you know, maybe if in your spare time after work you do, you know, you, you volunteer for things and that's, you know, that's how you, that's how you do this. Hmm. And my response to him was, I mean, how much time do you think there is in a day? Hmm. There's only so much time. If I'm working 60 hours a week, um, you know, and I have my family, by the way, and that's, then how do you, how do you play this out with, having a relationship in the church, having relationships in the church and, and having those sort of be fruitful and, um, and also, you know, be a good father and a good husband and a good, you know, worker. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of that requires some boundaries on all parts. Um, but you know, for people who are trying to do you know, that's the other thing. Actually, ironically, I was listening to a podcast earlier this morning about, you know, this question of, um, you know, came up about 23andMe, the genetics, um, you know, company. Um, and their their whole push is to give you genetic information. Like, this is what I took it off. But to give you your genetic information so that you will change your behavior. Hmm. And the point was made by the uh, interviewer we know that people don't change their behavior. So, I mean, it, in, in large part, it's really, really difficult to change behavior. And the owner of the, of the company responded by saying, well, I think that's a really, you know, poor attitude to have about people. And so, anyway, my point in saying this is that we have these mech, we have only so much time. There's a lot more, to your point, Eric, there's a lot more pressure from all mostly from work, I think, um, to, to do more. Hmm. And, um, and so what suffers from that in some ways, I, I think is the cultural part of us, which is in, in, in the history of, you know, since before Christ, I mean, since Hebrew times has been, you know, how you are involved in your community, um, as a church, and we are, that is eroding, I think. That, that idea that like you're, to your point about, you know, schools and by the way, all, you know, recreational sports leagues and things like that, Sundays are on the table. Yep. Sundays are on the table. So if you participate with us, Sunday morning or afternoon is going to be on the table, which when I was growing up, and I know this is longer than 20 years ago, but when I was growing up, that wasn't the case. Sunday was reserved, you know? Um, and so anyway, my, my point is, is that, it, you know, there's a lot of, I find in the medical field that there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of stress, 
in the world. There's a lot of um, everybody, and I make this comment to people all the time, everybody's stressed out. Everybody's stressed out. We have so much demand on our time in the world that it's difficult and people are really having problems, stress, anxiety, depression comes from, in, in, I mean, there's, anyway, there's different ways you can define those terms, but my, I just, it's, it's, we're, we're having this conversation and I think it's important. And, you know, like you said before, you have, everyone has to decide how they're going to cut the pie up. You have 24 hours in a day, how are you going to cut that pie? And I mean, I, I put it to you earlier, like, you know, you're a full-time pastor. You've been a full-time pastor for a long time and you raised four kids with the, with Liel, obviously I mean, you guys did it together, but I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to do between trying to be a pastor, trying to do that successfully and, and affect people's lives and be on call. We talked about that. Um, and also, you know, be a good father and a good husband. And a lot of times, you know, that question you, you also said before, where does the family go if you're putting all your time into work and activities, church activities, you know, as a part of that? Absolutely. And I, and I think your, your initial um, push into this issue of how do I live out my faith in the work stems from the reality that we spend so much time there mm-hmm. and, and we're disconnected from all those other communities, family, church, etc. So you have this huge community of people that you are with and you go to church and you hear how God wants you to be a part of his kingdom and do his work. And then you turn around and leave and go, okay, how does that apply to where I'm going to spend the rest of this week primarily? Right. Um, the question isn't really how much, I, I mean, I don't know if people are asking too often this question anymore of how can I get more church in the week? It's more, how can I get more church into where I spend most of my week? Yeah. And that's the challenging thing of this changing culture. And, and I think on my end, we have a we're kind of dealing with this issue of how are we best going to serve the people who do come and that we are connected with as pastors to live their faith in the reality of the world they're actually living in not the one we wish was still okay yeah and that's the hard thing for us to do this retrofitting of going okay things are not the way they were um, people are now more opt to maybe go to a service on a Thursday night than a weekend because they have their weekends scheduled with recreation from this heavy work week and also the family responsibilities of sports or activities or home repair, all these things that you can't do maybe during the week. Right. And so that's a shift. Like what church looks like has to, the forms of it have to be fair to the realities of the time Mm -hmm. we can't just live on this well this is the model and this changing culture must fit into it and i'm not going to (laughs) submit until it does and i'm going to get frustrated and angry with people and it's going to get weird and then people are going to feel guilty that is a recipe for disaster and i think most people have just opt out of attending church because they don't know how to really do this current way of being Christians, going to church, the expectations, the work, home, all those kind of things. So these conversations are the ones that I think matter. We need to talk about this stuff. We need to talk about the frustrations, the tensions from both the pulpit and the pew. 
we need to talk about what are what are healthy strategies today. Yeah. You know, how what does it look like to be a Christian in an environment where everybody has very distinct values, moral world? These are challenges we're facing. Yeah. And and I know this conversation comes from you from the very real place of what does that look like? How can I do it? How can I do it better? Um, and these are challenging times to, to wrestle with those questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good conversation. And, um, you know, I appreciate this part of it. And I think that we can, you know, there, there's lots more to come, obviously. And, it, uh, you know, I really I'm excited about the opportunity to uh, discuss really more details of, you know, how do I deal with personality conflict at work? Um, how do I deal with, you know, big differences between, um, you know, ideas about the world, um, sexuality, um, you know, politics, uh, things like that, that, that are not directly related to faith in Christ, um, as uh, you so uh, well, you put it well this Sunday, like, you know, my my Christianity is not my politics. You know, those are different things. And anyway, so I, I mean, so I think, you know, dealing with, um, uh, I got off the subject a little bit there, but I, so dealing with those, uh, you know, you know, who stole my cheese, those kind of things when you, you know, when you get down to it, how, how can I be, you know, how can I live out, um, my faith in the workplace and, you know, the, the subject that we're bringing up today, which is, you know, how does that look in terms of my relationship with um, my the body of believers I belong with uh, currently, those are important questions. Absolutely. Well, we'll continue the conversation. Thanks, Harry. I think this is good for today, and thanks for listening, everybody.